we want to do right now is get right into the message. I'm going to have uh, Brother Jacob come and uh, read our scripture passage uh, for the message, and then uh, we will get right into the message tonight. Um, so, Brother Jacob, I'll turn it over to you. Okay, if you could open your Bibles to Acts chapter number 16, verses 19 through 25. And it says, And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers, and brought them to the magistrate, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city, and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Roman. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates ran off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Now, if you could turn your Bible to 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, And in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. Thank you for allowing us to just have a platform to come together, to hear some encouragement about you, Lord, and to just be able to fellowship together over Facebook. I just pray that you'd be with the message, that you give pastor the wisdom and words to speak, and that uh, you just help us to really learn something and be encouraged in these tough times. And in your precious name, amen. All right. So tonight I want to bring just a brief message entitled Praising in Your Prison. Praising in Your Prison. Now, as you know, there are four states right now in the United States uh, that I believe are on lockdown right now in order to slow down and stop the spread of the coronavirus. And uh, I do believe that many more states will be joining them in the days ahead and perhaps even here in Oklahoma. Who knows? Many others throughout the country are voluntarily quarantining themselves at home. And some introverts, I think, are, have, been, have been thinking, you know, I've been training for this my whole life. This is a wonderful blessing to be cooped up in my own house. This is where I like to be. And then there's uh, some extroverts that are really struggling right now. Uh, but I think a lot of people are feeling like this season has really put them in a prison-like situation where people feel as though they are prisoners in their own home. I remember one time uh, we went, uh, my family and I went on a cruise, and uh, Faith was uh, just a little, little girl, um, just a little one, and she was uh, kind of got a little bit of a cough going onto the boat, and then when we got on the boat, we took her to the doctor, and they said, oh, she has whooping cough. Uh, we're going to have to quarantine you for the rest of the cruise. Well, that was not fun because we didn't have one of those balcony rooms. We didn't have one of those, uh, you know, even a room with a little porthole to look out. Uh, we were in one of those inner, inner rooms, and uh, it was rough being in there. I mean, yes, we had room service, but that got old after a couple days, and being stuck in there with uh, just two stinky boys and a precious little girl, and uh, just, just us two, it was tough to be quarantined. We felt like prisoners on that boat. 
uh, to be in quarantine was not fun. Well, a lot of people are feeling like that right now as we go through this uh, particular uh, type of trial. And tonight I want to use uh, Acts chapter 16 and uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18 as a guide to what we should do when we feel like we're in a prison-like situation, which many of us, like I said, find ourselves in right now. So um, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18, it says this, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And so first of all, I want us to notice, number one, the timing of praise, the timing of praise. Paul says in this verse, in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18, he says, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. So when are we to give thanks? In everything. Uh, in times of bounty, in times where things are going well, and things are just kind of falling into place, and blessing is coming our way, and the windfall is great, and just it's a wonderful time. That's the time to give thanks. But also to give uh, thanks and to give praise in times of burden, not just in times of bounty, but also in times of burden. When things aren't going as well as we had hoped, when, when things are coming into our lives that we aren't asking for. And uh, that's kind of where we find ourselves right now, isn't it? Where we're in a time of burden, we're in a time of struggle, we're in a time of trial, we're in a prison-like situation. In Acts chapter number 16, we find uh, Paul and Silas um, in a prison cell. But before they were in that prison cell, I want you to notice, again, back in Acts chapter 16, we're going to be kind of flipping back and forth, so if you want to kind of keep a finger in both passages there as we go through this message. But in Acts chapter 16, we find them in a prison cell, but before they were in that prison cell, I want you to notice what it says in verse 22 through 24. It says, And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. Now, this wasn't just a slap on the wrist, you bad boys, go into your room. No, no, this, they beat them. They tortured them. Verse 23 continues the thought, and it says, When they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. And then, who having received such a charge, verse 24, thrust him in the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. Now, this was not a pleasant situation that Paul and Silas were, were placed in. And they were beaten and they were tortured and then thrust into the innermost prison. And it was during this time that we read verse 25, And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. It was while they were in prison that they praised God. It was while they were in prison that they gave thanks to the Lord. While Paul was in uh, prison later on in his life, in his ministry, uh, he wrote four different epistles, four books of the Bible. He wrote the, the book of Ephesians. He wrote the book of Philippians. He wrote the book of Colossians and Philemon, all while he was in prison. And in each of these four epistles, we find Paul giving thanks while he was in prison. In Ephesians 5 and verse number 20, Paul said that we should be giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He wrote that while he was in prison. 
giving thanks always. Not just in the times when it's wonderful and things are going just hunky-dory and dandy. No, no, no. Always. In the book of Philippians, for those who are here, when we went through the book of Philippians uh, last year, you'll remember that Paul thanked the Lord for the remembrance of the church family there in Philippi. And he did this while he was under house arrest, while he was in quarantine. And then in that book, he also spoke of rejoicing the Lord multiple times, including chapter 4, verse 4, which, said, which says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So praising in our prison. We need to be doing that always. In his letter to the Colossians in chapter 3 and verse 17, Paul said, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Giving thanks. Once again, the letter he wrote while he was in prison, encouraging believers to give thanks. So the timing of our praise needs to be at all times when we're going through good times and we're going through times of great struggle. You say, well, it's easy for Paul to say. I mean, he was, he was one of those famous celebrity preachers who got to fly around in his Learjet from place to place, all while wearing $5,000 shoes. Uh, easy to be thankful when you're doing that, right? Now, Paul really didn't ha have it all that good as far as worldly means go. You see, here's a more accurate picture of the life of Paul as told by, him, by Paul himself. You see, Paul said, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. And then, he, and then he says, look, in labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths oft. Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day have I been in the deep. In journeys often, in perils of waters, and perils of robbers, and perils by my own countrymen, and perils by the heathen, and perils in the city, and perils in the wilderness, perils in the sea, and perils among false brethren, and weariness, and painfulness, and watchings often, and hunger, and thirst, and fastings often, and cold, and nakedness, beside those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. You see, that's what Paul was going through. That was the life of Paul, and it was, the, it was that man. It was that man who said to rejoice in the Lord always. It was that, that same man who wrote, in everything, give thanks. Many of us have been sent home and feel like prisoners in our own home. May I submit to you that this really is indeed the perfect time to give thanks? I know not necessarily our first natural uh, reaction to a situation like this is to say, hey, I'm going to give thanks. But look at that's what Paul said to do in everything. Give thanks in everything. So the timing of our praise is in everything. But I want us to notice, secondly, this evening, the, the task of praise. Uh, what is our task? The Bible says here in verse 18 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, he says, in everything, give thanks. I want to emphasize that part. In everything, give thanks. Notice Paul doesn't say, in everything, gripe, complain, worry, fret, panic, or be discouraged. And yet that's how some Christians act when they read that verse. Or 
in the way that they act when they go through a season like this. In everything, stress out. In everything, get nervous about your future. No, no. In everything, give thanks. A lot of times when Christians face a trial or a crisis or a prison-like experience, their first reaction is to doubt God's goodness and to murmur and to stress out. God says our first reaction should be to give thanks. Back in Acts chapter number 16, uh, in verse 24, it says, Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner, uh, inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. What would your reaction be if your name was put in that verse? And at midnight, Eric was put into a prison. What would Eric's response be? Uh, I would say probably my natural reaction would be to complain and to say, hey, this isn't fair. We didn't do anything wrong. We're innocent of the charges. We want justice. I want out of here. I don't deserve to be here. And yet that's not what Paul and Silas, that's not how they reacted. They reacted by praying and singing praises to God and giving thanks. Look, during this whole situation that we're going through right now, God wants us to be thankful and to give thanks. Joni Erickson uh, Tata, she said this, Giving thanks is not a matter of feeling thankful. It is a matter of obedience. Well, that's a great quote, but when you consider that J.D. Erickson Tata is a quadriplegic, person, uh, it has a little bit more weight on it, doesn't it? Here was a person who's confined to a wheelchair, and she said again, I'll, I'll read it again, giving thanks is not a matter of feeling thankful, it is a matter of obedience. So tonight, if you're not being thankful, you're being disobedient. And remember, we talked about this morning, disobedience is on the road to spiritual distance. My wife has a friend on Facebook who normally does a month of Thanksgiving posts every November. And uh, every no November comes around, and it's, uh, it's time for the month of Thanksgiving posts. And so day one, she'll post something about her family. She'll post something about the things that she's thankful for, one every day. Well, but she just started doing it again during this coronavirus situation. She decided that this is a beautiful opportunity to start giving thanks right now. What a good and godly thing to do. May the Lord help us to obey Him and accomplish the task of praising Him and giving Him thanks during this season of our lives. So the task of praising. But thirdly, I want us to see tonight the topics of praise. The topics of praise. I mean, what can we be thankful for during this trial? I mean, for some, your job and your livelihood might really be in danger. For others, you have watched in one week your financial portfolio suffer its biggest loss in quite some time. For others, your schedule has been con turned completely upside down. I mean, what can we be thankful during? Uh, what can we be thankful for during a time like this? I was reading this this week, and Scottish minister Alexander White was known for his uplifting prayers in the pulpit. 
He always found something for which to be grateful for. One Sunday morning, the weather was so gloomy that one church member thought to himself, certainly the preacher won't think of anything for which to thank the Lord on a wretched day like this. Well, much to his surprise, however, White began by praying, we thank thee, O God, that it is not always like this. <laughs> Finding something to be thankful for in even the most challenging situations. Well, what can we be thankful for in the situation we find ourselves in right now? Well, off the top of my head, here are some things, and I'm sure you can come up with more in your own lives. But here are some things that I'm thankful for during this season. I'm thankful for the fact that God is still on the throne and He is still in control. I'm thankful He hasn't changed one iota, and He is still good, He is still loving, He is still gracious, He is still holy, He is still powerful, and He will never leave us nor forsake us. Uh, that's something good to be thankful for during a season like this. I'm thankful for the fact that Planned Parenthood has closed during this situation. No more abortions right now. And it uh, could be that many more lives will be saved as a result than will be lost through the coronavirus. And I am, don't want anyone to die from the coronavirus, but I am thankful for those young little ones who have no voice that will be saved because Planned Parenthood has been closed during this situation. I'm thankful for the fact that God, in a few days' time, stripped away things that consume our time, our energy, and our thoughts, and money. I mean, I am sad in some respect that there are no sports. I'd probably be really into the NCAA March Madness tournament right now, but it's not going. And so my... My heart is not given to that. I would probably be watching the Dallas Stars uh, lose and miss the playoffs because they were doing that before this whole thing happened. And uh, I would be getting stressed out about that. Well, I don't have that stress in my life right now. And my wife, of course, says amen to that. Um, but look, God, God in, in a very few short days took away a lot of things that consumed a lot of Americans. A lot of American Christians were giving them their selves and their time and their energy to things like that. And God says, no, 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 we can take those things away. God gave us, uh, here's another thing to be thankful for, God gave us a beautiful opportunity to truly be still and know that He is God. You know, a lot of times we get to that point where it's like, I don't have time to be still. I mean, I've got this responsibility and that responsibility. I've got to go here and there and all these activities and all these appointments. God said, time out. Now you can be still and know that I am God. I realize that there's some struggles and I realize that there's, I don't want to minimize the, the, the difficulty of this season, but I also want to say, hey, look, let's find some things that we can be thankful for. And, and that's one of them. Look, God called a time out in our lives to recalibrate our priorities and to focus our attention on things above. I remember when we moved from California to Montana, that's really what God did in our lives. We went from very busy and very uh, crazy schedule of Southern California to a very slow-paced life up in Montana. And it allowed us then to recalibrate our priorities and and to make sure that our relationship with God was correct, and to make sure our, our family relationship was healthy, to kind of refocus on what's really important instead of 
the things that we got kind of caught up in. And so God is doing this in many of our lives, if we'll let him. And so I want to encourage us. There are some things to be thankful for. Okay, we'll say, what else can I be thankful for? If you're saved, why not give thanks for the fact that you have been redeemed from your sin and that you have a wonderful place in heaven reserved for you? And you don't have to go to a horrible place called hell. Friend, that's a great reason to give thanks. Of course, your family, uh, another wonderful reason to give thanks. If those aren't enough, uh, you can just jot down Psalm 103 and look at this later. But Psalm 103 gives us quite a, quite a thanksgiving list. And I want to just read a few of the verses, the first few verses of Psalm 103, where it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Look, we shouldn't just remember these benefits in November. God wants us to remember them at all times, even in March. All right, what are these benefits? He says, uh, forget not all His benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? God's forgiveness. Who healeth all thy diseases? God is the great physician uh, who redeemeth thy life from destruction and the fact that he has saved me from the monster of iniquity that I would have been had I not come to Christ. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. I mean, God has been good. Everything that he get, hit, all the blessings that I have in my life, God has given me. Who satisfieth my, thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Look, quite a list of things to be thankful for. The song says, count your blessings, name them one by one. And I realize, again, it's not November. We shouldn't be quoting this song right now. No, this is a song that we could be quoting and singing all year round. Count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord hath done. Unfortunately, many Christians are better at counting their blisters and then naming them one by one. Look, I realize that there's a lot of struggles that people are going through, but if your focus is only on the negative during this time, uh, you're going to have a hard time making it through. So keep your eyes on the blessings. Keep your eyes on the positive things that God is doing through this situation. Helen Keller. Most of you know who Helen Keller was. She said this, So much has been given to me that I have no time to ponder that which I don't have. Let me read that again. Helen Keller said, No much or so much has been given to me that I have no time to ponder that which I don't have. Here was a young lady who uh, understood what God, is, God had given her, and she was focused on the blessings instead of the blisters. So, the topics of praise. And then, uh, lastly and quickly tonight, the truth of praise. The truth of praise. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse number 18 says, In everything give thanks. And then at the end of that verse it says, For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. See, the truth of the matter is, giving praise and giving thanks is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That's the truth. The truth is, praising in your prison is the will of God. And if that's true, then we could also say that if you're not giving thanks right now, you're living outside of the will of God. Someone once said this, Gratitude is an offering precious in the sight of God. 
and it is one that the poorest of us can make, and be not poorer, but richer for having made it. And it was the writer of Hebrews in chapter 13 who said this, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Again, even in times like this, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And then in verse 16, it says, For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Look, here's an opportunity for you and for me to please our Lord. Look, he's done so much for us. Here's an opportunity for us to give him a sacrifice that he is well pleased with when we give thanks to him during a season like this. So if you're feeling like you're in a prison situation right now, stuck at home with nowhere to go, I know we can go to the grocery store. I know we can, just for fun, go fill up our cars with cheap gas right now. <laughs> I know we can do that, and that sounds like fun at times. I know, but a lot of us perhaps are feeling like we're in a prison situation. Can I challenge you to give thanks in everything? Why? Because it is indeed the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you and concerning me. And so let's be obedient in this. Let's use this opportunity to give thanks.